This is Agents Influence Podcast. We have TV screens up in our office that everyone can see. There's three different screens, and there's three different metrics that, that we look at. One of my favorites is the GOAT list, which is greatest of all time. We have up there at all times the person who's the top three production months ever and the top three production years ever. Everyone knows coming in, if they're at the top of the GOAT list, they got bragging rights, and everybody's shooting to get to the top of that list. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass, your host of Agents Influence. Uh, we're starting out this series uh, with with Jordan Greer here, who I'm going to introduce to you here in a minute. But this is part of our Young Agent series, and our Young Agent series um, is we declare a young agent to be 40 years or younger. You can't take that too personal. I'm 38. Pretty soon, I won't even fit into that. Or someone who's been in the business five years or younger, or, or less. Excuse me. And today, um, I'm going to introduce to you Jordan Greer out of G&G Independent Insurance, uh, if I believe that's somewhere down there in Arkansas. And uh, so, Jordan, uh, welcome welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. No problem, no problem. Um, just as a, uh, a disclaimer here, Jordan doesn't normally listen to the podcast, doesn't even know who Grow Program is. That's great. Those are the people that we want. Um, but how did I find Jordan was I literally had Safeco reach out to me. Um, they listened to my podcast. They passed it around, and they reached out to me and said when they found out I was doing the Young Agent uh, series, they said, this is the guy that you've got to go after. So um, I got to let you know, Jordan, no, uh, no, no pressure or anything, but I've already recorded a couple young agent uh, podcasts, but not even knowing you or how great this is going to be, I'm delivering you first. And uh, I don't get a lot of insurance companies. I have had it before, but I don't get a lot of insurance companies that reach out and just say, this is the guy. So uh, Jordan, um, kudos to you on that. And I want to hear more about that. But before we do, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm an iPhone user. iPhone user. Okay. All right. That tells us a lot about your personality. It really, really, truly does. It's really kind of amazing. Um, but uh, so tell us about the last app that you've downloaded for business, personal use, however, whatever, what it was it. So as far as like the, the first, the, I guess the last app that I downloaded, um, nothing too exciting. It was Adobe Acrobat. So I'm going to jump <laughs> in and it was actually for business use, but I'll, I'll jump into the, uh, the one that I use most for, for business use and it's Google Drive. And I love it because it, it gives me basically every document, everything I need at the, you know, at, at my fingertips anytime I need it, whether I'm in the office on my laptop or not. Fantastic. So let's dive into that real quick. Let's kind of put uh, this is an interesting thing because I think I would agree that it's probably my top one or two most used business apps on my phone. Um, and I'm curious. So, um, do you? How do you guys use Drive? Do you guys? You uh, let me just give you an example, Jordan. In our agency, we use it until we either sell or we don't sell the policy. Then after that, everything's in inside of the agency management system. But until then, we use Google Drive. Is that similar? How do you guys use it? 
Yeah, when it comes to like a, a sales standpoint and client information and, and that type of thing, um, yeah, everything's going to be in drive until we sell the policy. And then everything is saved in their uh, in our agency management system under their profile. But I also keep all my uh, all my marketing stuff, uh, the metrics. I'm a big Excel guy. I've got a, a ton of Excel spreadsheets um, where we track different um, different factors that I think impact our business and our growth and all of that stuff is kept on drive where I have access to it you know just 24-7 I can Absolutely. lay in bed at night and, and review over some reports you are so. exactly right man that's exactly what I do that's so awesome that you use it that way because that's identical to us and the other thing that I like and you guys may probably use this as well but this is for all the agents out there if you, if you have the app um, me or my producers if we go out to take a picture of a house um, you can just right there upload it right to their file and you know the CSR she knows or my assistant she knows that I went out to get that she knows pretty much in about 10 or 15 minutes she can check that file and it'll be in there and so that's a, that's another quick way that by the time I get back to the to the office it's already where it needs to be do you guys use it for anything similar like that Jordan yeah no we don't but we're we're gonna borrow that idea from you and we're gonna start yeah right now when we take a picture we just uh, we just email it um, we email it to a CSR from out in the field but this is uh, cutting out the middleman, I guess. So that's exactly that, right. That's, I she, like it. She or he doesn't have to then drag it into there. Yeah, and and I had just always used it for that that way, but I don't know a lot of agents that do, so it's it's awesome. And if any other agents out there um, know another thing that you guys use, you know, G Drive for off of your cell phone, off the app, please let us know. Jason at GrowProgram.com, and I'll pass it on to Jordan, and I'll also talk about it more on the air so that we can help each other. So Jordan, that's awesome. You're an iPhone user. I'm a Droid user, but that's okay. And then that's a great app. I use that same one. So Jordan, from us talking, basically, um, you've I kind of I kind of guess you're you're now the CEO role, kind of more principal role as you kind of talk about. But if you would kind of take us back to high school and uh, college, wherever it be, and then kind of bring us forward to how you got into the industry and then how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. I guess um, I guess we'll go all the way back. Um, starting high school, I was uh, I played a lot of sports. I was really competitive, and I think that that competitive uh, spirit really plays a big role in in what we do now. When I'm trying to uh, when I'm trying to recruit you know new agents and new talent to the agency, um, I, I typically like to go after people that were competitive. The most competitive people are you know they played sports in high school, and what I tell them is you know this insurance it can be it can be sports for adults um you know we don't have anything really as we get older where we can go out and you know really compete and actually be some of us are still in great enough shape where it's actually you know not embarrassing um i however don't have a great experience whenever whenever i get on the out on the basketball court anymore used to i go out dominate that thing but not these days but we have a scoreboard in a sense of premium, in a sense of apps, in a sense of, you know, what are you, how many households are you, are you closing? And we've got a team of competitive people here that really get into it and, um, and love competing with each other and also, I mean, working as a team. I mean, we, we celebrate in each other's uh, successes as well. Um, wow. So that's high, that's, that's back in high school. And I just get to the, to the present time. Um, but Let's jump over to uh, let's jump into college. Um, so my senior year of college, I took a uh, a class at the University of Arkansas called New Venture Development. And the premise of the class is you're creating a business plan and you're competing with this business plan nationally um, against other schools. Um, and you're you're presenting in, pr- uh, in front of venture capitalists, angel investors, that type of thing. And it 
I, we had a business plan that had nothing to do with insurance, as, as you can imagine. I didn't grow up saying I was going to be an insurance agent. Right. Um, but it was it was around a medical device, and we actually did really well. We got we won like six national competitions. We got second in the world. And ever since I experienced, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. So I took a you know a regular job at school. I was in uh, pharmaceutical sales for a couple of years. And I had a friend of mine that was with a captive agency say, hey man, you need to look at insurance. I think that this would be a good fit for you. It's like being an entrepreneur. And I did. I, I went to the career understanding seminar for this, uh, for this captive agency and I actually worked for their corporate office for three years, three and a half years, um, just learning everything I could about insurance. And I got to work with agents uh, for this captive agency in um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, and how the good ones run it, and uh, also see how the bad ones run it. And um, I just, it was a great learning experience. But the more research I did, um, the more I realized that being captive is not the, not the way to go if you're going to be in insurance. And uh, independent is, is better in so many aspects. Number one, it's better for your clients because you can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for um, that specific target market. So, I mean, you're typically able to get better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything because they fall into that market. And, and what I found in the, in the captive world is a lot of times we're trying to fit a, uh, I guess, a round peg customer into a, into a square hole um, just because, you know, you want to take care of everyone regardless. So you have all those different options as an independent, so that's led me in that direction. And because it's better for the client, it's better for you as a business owner because you're going to be able to close a higher ratio of, of the people that you talk to because you're just going to have the markets that, that are the best fit for them. And um, that's kind of how I got here. So about two and a half years ago, I left. Um, I left the captive company that I worked for, and I, I started my own. Uh, started my own agency. Fantastic. And so when you say you started, you started it two years ago, and you guys are out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, and then you, that's right. Yeah. In if I'm correct, Bentonville is where Walmart's from, right? Or is it Fayetteville? Yeah, Bentonville is where Walmart's from, and it's been. Uh, Walmart's been fantastic for this area, and if you haven't been here, um, there's four towns, four larger towns, and then a bunch of uh, smaller ancillary towns that are, that are just on the outskirts, but it all runs together, so it's like a, uh, it's a metroplex, and uh, really, you don't see the, you don't see the town line, so um, living in Fayetteville or Bentonville or Springdale Rogers, which are also towns here, it's kind of like we're all, we, we look at it as all as one metro. So we do a lot of business in each of those towns and the small towns around us. Now, if I'm correct, Fayetteville is where the University of Arkansas is, right? That's right. That's what, okay. I, I was like, man, I know something's yeah. in Fayetteville. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. spoke there. I think I spoke there uh, probably about two or three years ago, and I couldn't remember which one it was. But, yeah, that's where I was, where the university was. So okay, so awesome. this well, this is this is really awesome. So I mean, do you what's your what's what's your agency look like? So you're the principal. How many do you have producers or agents that work for you? Yeah, so we've got um, we've got a couple of different teams, and I mean, it's just it, it's dynamic in the sense that it, it changes over time as we learn more and that as we come up with different ideas. We're always open to trying new things, but at this point in time, we've got a, a team of customer service people. 
um, as well as a team of producers. And we just brought on our, um, we just promoted uh, one of our producers into a business development role where they're just out meeting with centers of influence and trying to drive leads into the business full time versus uh, versus completing the actual insurance transaction. So we have um, we have several teams right now, and I think that as we continue to grow, we're going to continue to have more teams and more specialization. Uh, I'm a big believer in, um, in if you specialize, you're going to become an expert um, in what you specialize in. Versus, and there's some sort of phrase that goes great with this, but it's, uh, it's escaping me right now. But the more responsibilities and the more tasks that you have, um, typically, what I, at least what I've seen, is, the, is the, the performance for each one of those tasks goes down as, as you have more of them. Yes, you are exactly right. What's that called? A uh, jack-of-all-trades, master of none kind of thing. Exactly. You know? yeah, That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it, Jason. That's why you're doing the interviews, man. <laughs> yeah, no. I say it a lot because it's very true because we consider ourselves, I would say, uh, our growth is so big right now that we're not sticking to this as we should because we're taking a lot of referrals and a lot of stuff that comes in the door from just knowing us. But we consider ourselves a niche agency. We like to try and say that there's about six to eight things that we do and we do really well. doesn't mean that we only do one or two, but it means that our marketing is generally tried to be is focused towards that. That's what we consider um, uh, to be rather than just saying we'll help you with all your insurance needs. I'm not downing that. Yeah, I I'm love just that. Sa- I'm just saying that's not the way that we do our business. And and sure. and you know, and I got to tell you because there's a lot of talk right now. The podcast I just did, which was uh, on cutting commissions, you're seeing it from a lot of these companies who are cutting commissions. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I think I think it's in a way smart for the carriers because I think they're cutting the commissions because there's a lot of people that are doing nothing but living off their renewals. But I don't see it to stay that way forever. I see in three to five years after a lot of the people that got out of the business because that's all they were wanting to do was live on renewals. Some of those people. You know, are young and more veteran, um, so maybe they need to get out of here. But the fact is, I believe it'll go back up, and I believe there will be factors and criteria that the companies would use if they're smart. I mean, are you having? Are you only having uh, using 100, 300, or above? You know, are 90 or 95 percent of your clients are more EFT? Um, is your agency niche specific, meaning you know we know exactly what you're going after? I believe that there's certain things that then will get us back up to that. But uh, man, I tell you what, some of these commission cuts that are going to be coming on new business and especially renewal are pretty eye-opening. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I would. I would certainly agree, and I really like what you said there, Jason, um, about about having like a, a higher top end. Um, so what we're seeing with a lot of carriers is we're we're getting these cuts, but for those agent and it, and it's it's coming across completely as a complete negative. Basically, we're getting a pay cut, but for those agents that are strong performers, that are they're you know high growth agents, there's got to be a top end. There's got to be a way for us to to make that back. Otherwise, people are just going to get discouraged with um, with writing with maybe that specific carrier and move to a carrier that's more I guess dedicated to the independent agent channel. Right. Um, or maybe they just don't even want to do, you know, insurance anymore on the personal line side. Maybe they just shift focus to a commercial line side where, where I guess we're seeing, um, at least the, in, with the carriers I have, I'm not seeing as many of those commission cuts. But mm-hmm. for those high-performing agencies, I mean, you, there needs to be a top end. There's got to be a target that we can hit where we can make, where we can make more than what the base commission was before. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Like, no, I agree. That's something that needs to be there. Well, you know, one of the things that here's the de- here's the deal. I mean, it, what is a little concerning is that all the carriers move are moving at once, and that kind of negates the hey, if you cut my commissions, I'll just move it to another carrier. First of all, if they're all doing that, that's a problem. But here's the thing I want to say, Jordan, and I've been thinking about this since the last podcast I did, and that was I think that the carriers are going to call us call bluff. I think they're going to say you won't move it even though we're paying you less commission. And here's, I think, one of the reasons, and this is just me thinking, Progressive all along has always been New Business 10 and Renewal 8 or 10 and 10, depending on where you live. So, But yet they're the second largest insurer in America. Now, I understand that's because they also go direct, but my point is, is that I know a lot of agencies that are big time with Progressive, a lot of agencies, and they've only been paying 10 and 8. So basically, I think the companies are calling our bluff and they're saying, we're willing to say that you're threatening to move our business, but we don't think you will. And let's see you do it. And then it also doesn't make it any easier when you're looking at the fact that all the others are, are necessarily cutting it as well. But I agree with what you're saying, Jordan, and I think that you and me and a lot of other agents I talk to, if we can keep that higher clientele and we try to do what we what our companies ask us. I don't think we're going to be I think in the initial wave though. I think they're going to have to basically cut it across the board to see who's really the game player. That's just me personally, but thoughts on any of that? Sure. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be tough. It's a lot of work to move books. And maybe it's not necessarily, you know, that that the books are being moved. Probably going to leave everything where it is. But let's say that you have a carrier that's offering you, um, you know, 19% new business commission or a 16% new business commission, you know, on certain lines, and then the pricing and the coverage is the exact same as another carrier that's going, you know, 15, 12, or is going <coughs> 8, or you know, going something like that. There's that thought is obviously going to come into mind for new business. Um, as long as those other carriers are out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're you're right. You 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 are right. You you're absolutely right. So I'm not necessarily concerned about it. To be honest with you, as I said in my podcast, Jordan, I think it's actually a good thing. Um, and and the reason I say this is is there's a lot of agencies that aren't performing out there. They're living off renewals. They're not creating the customer experience that they des- that the customer deserves. And really, they would they judge the by the experience they have, Jordan, with these other agents. They judge you and I by the same thing because we're quote unquote independent. And I and I and sure. I think in an advantage and it's and it's hard to say because you know at one point in time we'll be a veteran, Jordan. But at this point in time the market's moving so much. I mean, there are people that are dragging down and giving a, a negative view to the independent agent by the service they provide. And also they're killing the carriers. <clears throat> I'll give you an example of why they're killing the carriers. There is a carrier here, Jordan, in my town that I want more than anything. I mean, they are dominant. They have been for 15, 20 years in Southern Illinois. And the agency, uh, there's two agencies in my hometown that both have contracts with them and they have basically huge books with them. But yet they're not growing. The, the, The rep will tell us personally over beers that they're not growing. But yet we're over here growing and his company is telling him, no, you can't provide these guys a contract because we already have two established businesses. 
Well, we've been actually told by that rep that, that's been telling us that for two years that that thought is changing and that they basically have told these agencies, if you don't start acquiring this type of growth, which 10, 15, 20% on a book of business that you've had and you've got 800,000 with them, that could be pretty hard for an agency to do. They're saying, we're gonna have, sure. to, give, we're gonna have to give a contract to somebody else. So, so those people who are relying on that book of business, on that renewal strictly, is also putting the carriers in a spot to where they can't grow like they need to based off loyalty versus should we grow. And so, yeah, and I'm definitely a fan of that that school of thought. Yeah. As far as uh, you know, giving everyone an opportunity and, and having them go out and compete for, it, I think it's better for the business. I think it's better for um, young, aggressive, growing agents like yourself and I. And mm-hmm. um, I think it would lead to to growth for the carriers if if that were the case. I agree, and you also know that the less agencies there are, the lower their expense is per agency. So there's there's multiple reasons to do this. I mean, there's multiple reasons. Not to mention, if they cut you and I's commission two or three percent, that's two or three percent more than they get. So I mean, there's 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 a lot of reasons. Yeah. But let's get on to this, Jordan. Let's turn it for a minute. Absolutely. So marketing, okay. man. Um, uh, and tell me, give me a couple things that you guys do that maybe other carriers or, or maybe other agencies are doing, or give me some stuff that you guys are doing that's working that maybe other people don't know about. Sure. So I, I kind of consider myself on the, from the marketing aspect, like a, a traditional progressive. So what I mean by that is I love the, the traditional aspect of getting out and meeting with centers of influence, people that, and what we consider a center of influence is uh, going to be that individual or that person that works in a business where they're going to be able to send you, repeat, you know, clients, repeat referrals, uh, referral after referral after referral forever and really working on those relationships. But then backing that up with, um, with a, I guess, a, a technological um, piece as well. So we've just actually, um, we started off with a, uh, a company, a CRM company called Infusionsoft that has really helped us automate our, um, our sales journey or our sales process for our clients. And we're also creating a, a secondary, and we haven't done this yet, but a secondary piece with Infusionsoft where there's a, where there's a journey for our referral partners as well so that we're consistently not only in front of them, but they're getting new information on, on things or, or they're getting uh, information um, like uh, about our e-signature program, for example. You know, we can do e-signature, and we tell them when we go out and see them, but it can never hurt to, I guess, uh, drill that drill that information down so that, you know, maybe they have a client who's moving in from out of town and, and we get that e-signature email out at the right time and they think, ah, oh, this would be a great referral for G&G Independent Insurance. Um, and then they see us, you know, face-to-face a couple of days later and we, we talk about that same, that same highlight, that thing that we do that sets our agency apart and makes it, makes it easier for their clients to do business. So you're a high, so you're using high power email marketing. Cause I mean, it doesn't get any more high power than, than Infusionsoft. Yeah. We want to automate as much of that process as we can so that our, um, so that our producers can spend as much time as possible actually talking to clients versus doing all of the follow-up that's associated, um, with that, uh, with that sales journey. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, and, um, and so that that's a, a way to be in front of them, provide them some some more uh, reasons to to refer you out, lead generation. Um, any cool things that you guys are doing on the onboarding, servicing, getting cross selling, upsells, referrals, anything like that? 
Yeah, so on the onboarding, um, we've created a client journey, So, and we also use Infusionsoft for that, where we're going to have six touch points with the, with the client every year. Um, at a certain point, you know, we're going to talk about uh, it's time to schedule your annual review. Um, we do twice a year where we talk about our referral program. Um, we have another three emails that are going to talk about, you know, specific coverages that, you know, a lot of times clients either elect not to have or, um, or maybe they're waiting for it like a uh, – or maybe something has changed, like, you know, talking about scheduled personal property or an umbrella policy or, or earthquake. Um, we just had a 5.6 earthquake in northwest Arkansas. So a lot of people are thinking about that about that now that they that were not thinking about it before. And what we want to do is we want to have these touch points at, at key times during the year where we can put that back in front of them. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I love that stuff. And then in you're building trust and you're providing them information, which is some of the main two key indicators of why someone would refer you. So uh, you guys getting a pretty good amount of referrals? Yeah, referrals are going to be probably counting our center of influence referrals and our referrals from clients. I mean, it's going to be north of 80% of the business that, that we write is going to be referral-based. Okay, then then you're doing something right. I mean, there's nothing more that says that. Now, let me go back up just a second because I wanted to get something I liked. It. Did you say that you were a pro- progressive traditionalist? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I love all the traditional aspects of building that yeah, face-to-face relationship where you actually know somebody. Uh, Jason, you talked about having a beer with your marketing rep. You know, you should go out and do that with your um, with your financial advisors. Your C- you probably are. Um, your CPAs, uh, your mortgage lenders, your real estate agents. Um, those people that can really can send you solid clients. Right. And you know what I'm doing right now? <clears throat> and this is this is not something I'm trying to piece it together. I've got two people in it. But I'm going to create my own networking group and I'm not going to do it like everybody else. I believe in Jim Rohn. Find out what 95% of the people are doing and do the opposite and you're usually successful. I want to find um, those networking people, whether it's your financial guy, your banker, uh, mortgage person, car salesman, whatever it could be. And I, I want to I want to have a 30 hour a 30 minute virtual meeting two times a week. Meaning at eight o'clock in the morning, everybody logs in to go to meeting or, or you know, Google Hangout, whatever it could be. And the rule is, is we're off the phone by 8.30 at the latest. If you want to continue on, you can, but you have the right to leave at 8.30. So therefore, someone's sitting at their desk, they can just click it, boom, they're all on there. Requirement being, you have to have a video camera, um, which most people have today. And then at 8.30, you can just get off and you're at your office. <clears throat> because I know I've been part of other networking groups to where that's one of the disturbing um, the discouraging factors is that oh I have to get up early in the morning and you know and make it and then some people are like well if you're not willing to get up you're not serious about business well you know what I say on that BS that ain't true I mean some people just don't like to get up in the morning some people have kids you know what I mean there's legitimate reasons for that and so I've tried to think to myself how can I make this simpler while using technology I haven't put it together yet I'm going to admit it's something that I've been wanting to do for a year and a half, two years, but I was at Grow Lab back uh, in September 8th, and this was one of the things I wrote down that I was going to do within the next year, and I'm going to do it. And so I do agree with you on, on some of that stuff. Let me talk real quick. I want to get a little bit, break down this sports stuff that you do. So you guys, you guys have like a scoreboard, and you guys make things competitive. You also talked about some reports that you run through Excel and stuff like that. What is some of the stuff that you track, not only as a principal, but also so you track so that you can give it to your team to create a competitive environment. I know that's a lot there, but just give us what you can. 
Sure. So we have uh, we have a couple of things. Uh, we we have TV screens up in our office, up at the the top of the wall that everyone can see. There's three different screens, and there's three different metrics that that we look at. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, the Goat List, which is the Goat, goat is list. an acronym for for greatest of all time. So we have on the on the Goat List, um, we have up there at all times the person who's the top three months production months ever and the top three production years ever and um, there's a there's a monetary award for taking over the the number one spot so everyone like everyone knows coming in if they're at the top of the goat list they got bragging rights you know they're it's something that they're they're proud of and everybody's shooting to get to the top of that list so that's probably my favorite but it doesn't move it doesn't move that often you know we're talking monthly we're talking annual numbers right and i'm a big i'm a big you know what do we do today type guy it's you true. know because if yeah. we're if we're tracking it on a daily basis and we're figuring out what we're doing on a daily basis then that's all going to compile in to the the annual and the monthly numbers um so what we're looking at a daily is going to be our premium numbers and every we have like a uh, i use a powerpoint and uh, we just have a, a bar chart with every one, what their goal is, and next to that, what their actual production has been so far for the month. And we change that out um, every day. And then we also look at um, leads, household leads, or uh, new leads that have come in. So that's going to be new quotes, just any, any new household or new business that has come in. We track those numbers as well. Because, uh, Jason, as you know, um, once you have those numbers, you have your premium numbers, you have your lead numbers, you have your closed household numbers, um, you can drill down. And I, I can tell you that, you know, we write uh, $1,200 per lead. You know, we get $1,200 in premium per lead that comes into our office. So I know starting at the beginning of the month how many leads I need to get in order to hit our goal, whether that's, you know, 300000 in premium, 350 200 whatever that is, you can drill it all the way down to how many leads you need to get on a daily basis. So, Jordan, let me ask you this. Let's go a little bit deeper. Um, how are you keeping track of this? You're just using old-fashioned Excel sheets, and then how are you finding out at the end of the day? Are you running a report? Um, how's, how are you gathering that information on a, on a daily basis? Yeah, absolutely. So part of it, uh, I have to, I track manually. So one thing that happens in my office, I don't know how sustainable this is. Um, as we continue to grow and have more producers and they get, uh, pretty difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they email me, we get, uh, I get a new, I get an email titled, uh, new closed business from each of my producers. Every time they close something that gives me the, uh, information, like the number of policies, the premium, uh, when it's closing the name of the client, that type of thing. And I train for that to an Excel spreadsheet. So by doing that, I can track the number of closed households, closed businesses on a monthly basis, and I can also track the premium. And the reason I do that is just like with our, we have an agency management system, and I can run these reports. But what I found is, um, depending on the the company and their underwriting, you know, process, it's, it's typically it's going to be it's going to be really delayed before we get the, uh, the accurate number. And we live in a society now where people want want things immediately. And my team, and I do, and my team's the same way. In the sense that, hey, I want to know, I, I want to see reflected on my um, on our on our uh, producer charts here, on our premium charts, that I closed a ten thousand dollar household today, and I jumped ahead of you know Ed that's gotcha. in the desk next gotcha. to me. Gotcha. So so we track it that way. And then as far as the household, uh, the leads that come in, that's incredibly easy. I have to wait one day for it for my agency management system to update. But every time we enter in a new household or a new uh, or a new business, 
then I can run a report the next day or just after midnight that'll update how many leads we got that day. Gotcha. So when you say like uh, how many leads, like it'll tell you how many, uh, how many, I noticed you use easy links. Am I correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So like easy links tells you yesterday we quoted uh, four homes and three autos or something like that. Is that what, is that what you're talking about? No, we count it by households. So it's that as the leads are entered. So as you create a profile, for someone in our uh, in our agency management system, okay. then it'll show you the new profiles. And there's a gotcha. if you if you are an EasyLink user, you just go to reports, and um, I think it's under the applicant reports. Uh, it's called New Leads. It's really uh, it's gotcha. gotten a lot simpler with their recent rollouts than it, than it, it has been in the past. EasyLinks is but, killing it, dude. They're they're killing yeah. it. Um, I, I say this a lot. A lot of the loyal listeners know this, that I, I actually had their contract on my desk and literally was going to sign it. And I got a call from the QQ guy who had been bugging me forever. And I don't want to say bugging, but he had been, but because he knew that I liked his product. I originally had went with AMS 360 three years before and realized that they were just like overkill. And so I had moved, went to QQ, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but yeah, and the reason was is I, I felt Easy Links was like really, really good, and uh, I still see their rep today. And he he still asks me. He says, "You still feel as if you made a mistake?" I said, eh, "Sometimes, but not really." So you know, everybody everything's got its parts. One of the things I liked about Easy Links, uh, I get to see a lot of the 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 a lot of these management systems being on the Ivan's advisory board and other things. And one of the things I liked, and I can't think of the name of what they called it. Um, it delivers an email to you guys uh, where it shows like everybody that's renewing and if their premium went up or their premium went down. I can't remember what they called that. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Retention Center. Retention and, Center, that's um, what it is. Yeah, yes. it's Retention Center. You basically have a dashboard. and usually It's usually between 30 and 45 days before renewal. Um, these clients will show up on the dashboard, and at that point you can, you can work it. There's some automated emails that, that go out. Um, depending on what the situation is, you know, whether they, they had an increase, whether it stayed the same, um, and you go in and you basically, you put them into the category in which they fall and it, it kind of automates that, that retention, um, that retention process. But yeah. it's been, it's been great. Um, we could track retention before through, um, through EasyLinks just from, uh, reports that we get new downloads and that type of thing. But this has probably made it. I'm making up a number here. Yeah, a hundred times faster because everything is together on on one screen, and you're not having to jump back and forth between reports, going to a different screen, and right. it's just it's a super easy. System I said to, to I said to QQ, and I've all you management systems are the same way. I've said to them before. I said, why do you create? They said, I said, well, how do I run this report? They said, well, we have some standard reports that most agencies run. My next question is, well, why do I have to run that report then? If that's a report that most agencies run and you guys know that data, why am I having to run that report, which goes along with your retention center? That's something that you were normally doing. Now it's like, oh, if all the agents are pulling this report, why don't we just give it to them? You know, uh, and it's just, see, that's not a major thing, but to your staff and to us who are running these businesses, Jordan, those are major things. You know what I mean? I mean, be making sure. it simple for me. Um, I can't remember, and, and I'm not even going to say it because it's, it's some crazy number, but like for every 10 clicks, 
you save, you save like a minute. I'm just, I'm making that number up. But it's amazing sure. when you look at it and there's, uh, this was something Applied had done a while back. I'm pretty sure it was Applied, it was Applied or Vertifor. But anyways, they said they would compare we're less clicks and we're this many less clicks on average per day, which saves you according to this much time. And, and that, that, was, that, was, that was able to put ROI directly behind what they were trying to do. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. Um, so let me wrapping this up. Let me ask you this, Jordan. What uh, sure. other young agents out there, and they're new. They've been at it three months, six months, three years. They've hit walls, plateaus. They're killing it. What are so? What would be one thing that you would probably want to tell an agent that you wish somebody would have told you two, three, four years ago when you started? Dude. That's okay. I'm, t- I'm told. Hey, so all the loyal listeners know I did not tell him I was going to ask him this. I'm totally putting him on his spot, but that's cool because he's a rock star and he'll have an answer. <laughs> sure, sure. You know what I would say? I, I would say don't. Um, I would say just don't get locked into one way of doing things. I think that the the reason that my agency is has performed so well is that we're constantly adapting and we're not afraid to try. We're not afraid to try anything new. Um, we're willing to try it. Honestly, Jason, we're real willing to try anything. If anything sounds like a good idea, we're going to go out and give it a shot. We may cut it after a month, but we're going to go out and we're going to try it. And we're going to try to make it make it work. And we're going to try to execute. And over the last two and a half years, we've tried a lot of different a lot of different things as far as bringing new leads into our business. And um, we've stuck we've stuck with what works, and we're still trying new things. So. I would just say be adaptable, be ready to, to change and don't be afraid to do something different. Uh, we didn't even talk about this, but one of the reasons that Safeco probably asked you to give me a shout is because we are doing something, uh, we're doing video quotes. So someone will call in and uh, they'll request a quote, it's a normal, typical um, quote process. but. Right now, if we're not able to get a hold of them, maybe it's a really busy person. You know, maybe it's one of those uh, workaholics, and it's just uh, tough to get g- tough to get in touch. Maybe we're available at different times of the day. My agents are, you know, putting together a video, running through their running through their quote information, and sending it over to them. And we got that we got that idea from a from another agent. And um, we're not afraid to try stuff, and we find stuff like that 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 seems to work. We're having great results from those people that we just can't we can't get a hold of. So just be adaptable. Fantastic, fantastic. And I know an agent locally. Well, he's not local. He's about forty minutes from me, but he he does that as well. Now, here's what I love: what you just said, Jordan. You have no idea that the forces of nature are working with you. Now, I know that sounds that sounds crazy, but it is because I believe and I talk, uh, when I talk all the time and I speak, one of the parts I talk about is digital Darwinism. And I encourage everybody out there, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, go look up digital Darwinism because it's actually something. And what it basically says is, is that digital Darwinism is the evolution of the consumer behavior when society and technology evolve faster than your ability to adapt. Now, what's amazing about that, Jordan, is is that everybody always says, you know, Dar- uh, Charles Darwin said it's the survival of the fittest. Only the strong survive. And here's what's amazing. He never said that. So let me back up what you just said, Jordan. Here's actually what he said. He said it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change and willing to adapt. 
And that's exactly what you just said. You know what I mean? So it's it's those. So and here's the good news about that is that if if Jordan, if there's you, and you're this what we would consider a normal agency today, little old agency of five, six, seven people, and you've got this agency across the street that has fifty people, that necessarily digital Darwinism cuts through that. Digital Darwinism says that when if you adapt and change, that's what's going to make you be successful, not the fact that you're a big agency. That doesn't mean you're going to take out Jordan and his G&G crew over at Independent Insurance. And so that's that's the beauty of what you're doing, and I think it, it, it just uh, embodies the reason why you're being successful there because that's what it is, and, and, and kudos to you for recognizing that, man. It's, uh, it's not being big and bad. It's being, hey, are we willing to change things that we're doing that we know was making us money a year ago, but now looking at the stats, and that's one of the things. you got to be willing to look at the statistics. It's okay to say, hey, we're going to try a bunch of things, but I think you've been successful, Jordan, because it says we're not just going to try it. We're going to track it and see are we wasting our time or are we not, and I, I think that's a big pitfall right there for agents. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Don't Yeah, don't keep throwing good money after bad you know mm-hmm. we had a we had a project that i'm thinking of just a couple of months ago you know spent a couple thousand dollars and we ended up you know having a couple hundred leads come from it but we closed two percent of those two percent of those leads jason it just wasn't it obviously wasn't the quality of lead that, that we needed to get so we moved on from it right fantastic man uh, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And what's amazing is, is when I deal with a lot of young agents, uh, I don't get a lot of readers of books. Usually they read magazines. The last guy that I was talking to, last agent, he gave me a great answer, Jordan. He says, I don't read books. What I do is I read people. And I thought that that was pretty cool. But uh, um, tell us about the last book or article or whatever that you wrote that was uh, that was good for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know we talked a little bit about this before the before the podcast, but you just gave me a great idea. The thing that I actually one of the things that I actually read the most, and Jason, you may be familiar with it, but it's the message board for uh, IAOA, which is like Independent Agents Owners Alliance on right. Facebook. Right. It's just a it's it's a place where people go and uh, other agent owners around the, around the country can go and share uh, share successes you can ask questions if you haven't done something before and the cool thing about this group is it, it ranges from you know people that have been in insurance from just getting started all the way to you know 30 40 years in their in their career and typically someone has overcome the same struggle that you have so that's I read that thing multiple times a day yeah it is it is um, I always give a uh, uh a disclaimer on the fact that sometimes I read some of the stuff people are putting in some of those groups, um, and uh, and I'm like, oh my god, do not tell that to that agent. That's a terrible idea, you know. And sometimes I go, oh my god. But overall, I think they're 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 for the best. So you're you're absolutely right. And and you know, I think that's where some of our our associations um, who have been around for a hundred, hundred and fifty years. That's why they're struggling. You know, they're trying to put on all these things that they think justify a five or six hundred dollar membership, which I'm not against them. I pay that five to six hundred dollar membership to be a part of my big eye. I love them. But I'll be honest with you. The reason I'm paying them four or five hundred dollars a month or not a month, a year, excuse me, four or five hundred dollars a year is because I'm paying because I think that their legislative efforts to fight on our behalf in D.C. while I'm sitting here working is very worth it. But as far as education and a lot of these things they offer today, 
it's it's so vanilla and it's not and that's why I think a lot of these groups are popping up and being successful. I think that's the reason why this podcast is is successful. It doesn't have to do with the fact of you or me, it has to do with the fact of everybody and you know, you can deal you can find stuff on here that has to do with hiring and firing and how much should you pay. One thing I want you to look at cuz you're a, you're a numbers guy is you got to check out Tom Baker this podcast I did Jordan because um, this guy has a totally new way and it's not new, but he has a total different way now of of compensation and he believes in not paying people based on percentage and 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 he believes on paying them on what's called KPIs key perform key performance indicators which I think you would absolutely love and 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 what it does is it says I yeah. know I know that if my people do this 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 and this and this each one of those equate to this much money so I know as an owner here's how much money I'm going to make if I can get them to do their KPIs so one of the things he does he's working with Eric Garcia from Garcia Insurance Services down in New Orleans who's a part of our mastermind he's working with him and and you know and here's the thing he's told his staff you do these KPIs and after a year you're getting a 10% raise not all of us, are not not just you and not her. All of us are going to get a 10% raise. And if we do it in year two, we're going to get a 10% raise because we know that these key performance indicators, each indicator is worth a value to your agency. And so it's really, really amazing. And it's also allowing his people to see exactly what they need to do. And then Tom's got this whole software that keeps track of that and then allows people like you and I to see what the staff is doing and stuff. His name's Tom Baker, Catalyst Insurance Services. Um, I make no money from him or anything. I just thought that, I mean, it is the way that I'm going to institute compensation into my office starting in 2017 because it takes it away from, you know, here's what he says, which I think is funny and it's true. He says the idea of giving somebody 40% for new business, 30% for renewal, please please disregard the number I said, just the point of a split. He said is the worst compensation idea in the history of business. And he says, because what you're basically telling them is, is if you decide to go right business for our, our agency, we're going to give you 40% new business. If you decide to not really write a lot of business, we're going to give you 40% new business and we'll pay you 30% whether or not you keep writing us new business or not. And so he has these things. So the, 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 the agent still gets paid 40-30, but they got to do all their key performance indicators. And if let's say they do 80% of them, well, maybe that person only tops out at 37% um, commission then instead of the 40, you know? And so there's these things that they're doing. And so I don't know how I got off on that, but I just, I just think that these type of groups and these podcasts and stuff, this is the way that we're going to deliver to them what these associations should have been doing for a long time. They're just not willing to change and or adapt. So, and, yeah, Jason, I love, I love that feedback. That's, that's yeah. awesome because one of the things that we do in our office is we, is we pay completely different than, um, than any other insurance agency that I've, that I've, I guess, been Give me an example real quick. Split. Give me an example. It's all, so there's no commission split. There's, it's, it's really, I come from a corporate background uh, where people are managing P&Ls and, and doing that type of thing. And that's kind of, that's the kind of the way that, the way that I look at it in a sense. Um, so whenever you do a great job um, with insurance and you have a great month, well, we're going to pay you a bonus. But the next year beyond that, 
you're not you're not getting anything unless you're making those sales. So one of the things that I saw in some of the insurance agencies that that I worked with back in the captive days is that people would get really comfortable and mm-hmm. the the performance the f- performance would die. So our two different teams that I have on uh, that we have in our agency, we've got customer service and then we've got um, our new our, our new business agents that are just basically focused on bringing on new business. Our customer service team has account managers on there that are going to work with clients at Renewal that are going to go through um, our exposure checklist, make sure that nothing's changed, um, shop it around if that's what if that's what needs to happen, and basically manage the existing accounts. Whereas I have a team that's focused on new business only, and they're only compensated for new business on a bonus basis. And the bonus is exponentially larger the the higher you get up in production. So they're just getting new business commission and they're not getting renewals. That's right. Wow. Wow. And then the service team gets the renewals. I didn't hear that part exactly right. Is that what you're saying? The service team is a salary. They get a salary and then they're bonused on retention. Wow. Okay. Hey. How dare, there's there's a lot of agents right now saying, if I did that in my office, that wouldn't work. Well, maybe that's because you didn't build the culture that he did. Now, I'm not saying you can't, but don't sit there and say, in my office, that doesn't work because it's working in another office. And I think it's just about that. That's uh, that's mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing, Jordan. That is absolutely mind-blowing that you, that's, that's how your compensation is set because, um, it's something that me and my business partner are talking a lot about because we're taking on a lot. We're growing a lot, but we're now to the point where we can't do it alone. And, and we're, we're wanting to make sure that we are able to adequately um, compensate somebody in a fair and right way. But at the same time, trying to prevent them from saying, hey, you know, I mean, if you don't mind roughly, I mean, you don't have to give it to me and please, we will not hold it against you. But what are you paying their new business commission? It's, ex- it's it's extreme. It's not it's not commission, okay. so it's bonus. It's bonus. But it would come it would come out to around the eighty percent. Really, eighty um, okay. percent range. But they're but they're yeah, not getting so renewals. Top, so that's cool. But they're not getting renewals. But our top agents, um, let's see, just to give you an example, our top agent made a twelve thousand dollar bonus last month. Oh wow. Okay, and so that's these ba- people. Oh, wow. I mean, we're talking we're talking like let me think about the range here. We have individuals in our office making on the sales team that are making anywhere from mid fifties up to over one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty. What do you mean? One hundred and fifty. What? One hundred fifty thousand. One hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And they're on your service team. And these no, these are the people on the new business. Oh, new business team. I was like, holy new crap. Okay. New business agents. It's it's all merit based. Wow. That is awesome. How are you finding your producers? I mean, where are you finding them from? You got any tricks? What are you looking for? Where are you finding them? I would say that that's one of the most difficult things to do is re- yes. recruit, a, recruit a talented team. Uh, we're looking to bring on, and producers, honestly, producers aren't hard, Jason. Like, producers are easy. For me, it's finding it's finding the customer service team. Like, for, for those people that are going to come in and just be – be happy in the negative situations that some of uh, that we can sometimes experience with customer service and maybe a claim not going the right way. But as far as producers, um, we have an internship program. We bring on, uh, it's growing. So our plan for next year, summer is to bring on six interns and we have different, uh, different activities that they're going to do from, 
cold calling to marketing activities to that type of thing. And we track some, um, and we're planning on tracking some key metrics as far as uh, as far as number of leads from the cold calling. It's not true cold calling. It's people that we've done quotes before, uh, done quotes for in the past, but maybe didn't close on that business for for one reason or another. And we're getting back in touch with them. So we're going to track those metrics. And what we've done in the past, two of my top salespeople, um, and we've got five right now. Two of my top salespeople have come from the internship program. Wow. Okay. 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 So when you hire somebody, um, you basically are paying them salary and then you kind of show them, Hey, if you do this, this, and this, then you can get a bonus. Exactly. It's a, gotcha. it's a salary plus bonus. Um, I guess, but at the end, but at the beginning of the day, rather than going over and getting the bonus, they still do have certain things they have to hit in order just to get their commit or get their salary. Yeah, so the salary, the salary is guaranteed, and you don't qualify for a bonus um, until you hit a certain number of premium each gotcha, month. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay, wow, interesting structure. I'm loving that, man. I'm loving that because. For you to sit here and say that you're paying new business and you're not paying renewals, wow, that is that is phenomenal. Um, and you're in in two two and a half years, your turnover rate has been pretty low. Turnover rate has been pretty low. Um, I will say that whenever I first started in the first year, I want to say something like three out of my first five hires either left or I had to let them go. Um, but since let me go back, since May of 2015, we haven't had anyone leave. Sweet, sweet. Jordan, I really appreciate your time. The listeners got a ton out of this. Uh, I told you that it would go um, a little bit of time. I told you, if you remember, I said, yeah, it could go 15 minutes, or if it gets good, it could go 25 to 30 minutes. And actually, right now, we're at the 51-minute mark. So, Jordan, I appreciate your time, and I'm sorry to abuse it because this is a lot longer than I thought, but this was good stuff. And, uh, you know, the the point of what we want to do here at Agents Influence is is to find people like yourself, Jordan, to give other agents ideas. Because once we all start thinking on the same level and on the same direction and path, now we start being able to collectively speak the same language or they're about the same language to our territory reps, to our vendors, to our companies, to our executives, whoever it can be, so that we can create forward change and momentum in the insurance industry. So I want to reach out on behalf of me and behalf of all of our loyal listeners and say thanks Jordan for spreading what you have I think you gave us a ton of great nuggets to be able to uh, to be able to move this industry forward and it's people like you that's going to help us get it done but kudos to you also to be in such a big wig that uh, the Safeco rate uh, literally reached out and said you got to interview this guy and I'm personally going to send them a thank you card as well because it was pretty good um, so Jordan any last thing you want to say anything no, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it. All right. Well, this has been Jason Cass uh, with Agents Influence Podcast. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your ideas. And we're going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. And we are out. Out. <laughs>